Welcome to another episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keely Heron. I'm Pat Wright. And on today's episode of Opera for Everyone, we are reviewing Otello by Giuseppe Verdi. Yes, based on a play by Shakespeare, none other than the great bard <laughs> of the same name, although in his version there's an H, isn't there? Othello. Because he's an English speaker. And not an Italiano speaker. Yes. Othello, the Moor of Venice is actually the uh, subtitle to Oh, it. of Venice? I didn't realize. Oh, we'll get into the history, oh. not to worry. Okay, That's great. why I'm here. <laughs> Thank goodness. Otherwise, it would just be snarky comments and a half-baked concept of, a, of an opera. You know what? Opera's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Et voila. We are listening to Othello by Giuseppe Verde. And what do we want to say to set the stage here, Pat? Well, I think what we want to say to set the stage, it is called, in the subtitle of the Shakespeare play, which would have been familiar to Verdi's listeners, mm -hmm. The Moor of Venice. Mm -hmm. And Venice, you say, is this show set in Venice? Well, no, it's not. It's actually set in mid-16th century Cyprus. But Cyprus is ruled over by the Venetians. And the Venetians, it would sound strange to a modern American, but the Venetians were very powerful. The mm -hmm. Venetian Republic, they become very rich due to trade, particularly as it got going during the period of the Crusades. We're really going back into medieval history here. But they're wealthy, powerful, ocean-going. And by ocean, I mean the Mediterranean right, Sea. Right, sailing. Yeah, they're a powerful, powerful empire that has influence all over the Mediterranean, meaning Southern Europe, sure. as well as Northern Africa. Northern Africa, right. Right. That's who we're dealing with. And, and knowing that they're the people from Venice is, is important because this title character, Otello, is a Moor, which is going to be a African. North African. Dark-skinned. Uh, probably, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly so, as described by Shakespeare mm -hmm. and periodically here in the Verity okay, Opera as well. And remind me, Pat, what was the time frame? The opera itself is set in mid-16th century, so that's the mid-1500s. Okay. Shakespeare writes the play in, six, it, it's published, it, or it first is performed in 1604, mm -hmm. and um, it's late 19th century when Verdi writes his, 1887. Wow. amazing. Yeah, there you go. Those, those are your dates. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, well, so in... Um, so that's a little setup for the the story. So we're set in, in... I, you know what? I think it's time for a drinking song. Okay. I and we'll we'll catch everyone up with the story. Right. Let's just have a rousing drinking song. I think that's a great way to start the show. And and so this is called Inafia Ugola. Let the waters quench the thirst. On Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. Oh, my God. 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. And on today's episode, we are listening to Otello by Giuseppe Verdi. And we've just heard the uh, the drinking song. It's called Inafia e Ugola, something like that. Yeah, better known as the drinking song from Otello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why are they drinking, Pat? Well, you want to know the backstory, don't you? I do. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, it's actually sounds kind of carefree and fun, right? It's actually part of Iago's plot. Oh, right. Yes, the evil Iago. The evil Iago. All right. So let's let's introduce our our characters thus far. We have the title character, Otello. Otello. And in the very beginning of the opera, Otello is Otello is in a storm at sea, and is he's returning back home to Cyprus, mm-hmm. where he's been appointed as the new governor of Cyprus. Aha. Uh-huh. And um, and he's also the conquering, conquering hero. He's defeated the Turks. And the Turks, by the way, speaking of the history of the period, mm-hmm. they're among the people putting pressure on the Venetians for their dominance of the Mediterranean. So his his victory over the... Well, and Shakespeare would have known this, writing half a century later, mm-hmm. that this was um, because, because Venice's power is uh, beginning to reduce by Shakespeare's time. So um, So he's the conquering hero over the Turks. They're celebrating him. He's proud of what he's done. He's even survived the storm right. that was out at sea as he's come in. And um, among all the people on waiting to greet him, all the Cypriots waiting to greet him and all the uh, Venetians who are expats essentially there, uh, is Iago, his ensign, mm-hmm. a sort of a right-hand man. And yet he was passed over for promotion and uh, Cassio instead was promoted as captain. Um, so wait, Otello was the commander or the governor, well, and then Cassio was the captain. No, Otello was never the governor. There's a, there's an outgoing governor. His name is Montano, uh, and he shows up briefly in the show as well. Uh, soon, in fact, we're going to just talk about that in a second. Um, but Otello is named to be governor, so he's this conquering general, and he's going to he's in top command. But he, and then he has he's a general. He has the authority to appoint other people to positions I see, of power. Okay. So he's a he's a military commander. Correct. Okay. Correct. And um, and so the other two men you need to know about are Cassio, who is the fellow who's gotten the promotion. Who's the to, second head in command? 
thanks to the promotion given to him by Otello. By Otello. And there is also Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. And Rodrigo is a, is a Venetian who's living in Cyprus, um, you know, well-born. And he's he's kind of a buddy of Iago's mm-hmm. insofar as Iago's able to have buddies. But right. Rodrigo sees him as a buddy. Right. And, uh, and the, you'll tell us why Iago is not capable of having friends in a moment. He's just not that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll give some examples. Soon. Okay. Um, but they're kind of, they're kind of, uh, you know, complaining to each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Iago's not happy about having been passed over for the the position of captain, which Cassio received. And Rodrigo is not happy because Otello is newly married to Desdemona. <laughs> and he quite fancied her. Right. Yeah. And so Cassio's all bummed out. Because he's in love with Desdemona, Otello. No, no, Rodrigo's bummed Rodrigo's out. Rodrigo's bummed out because he's in love with Desdemona. And Iago's bummed out because he got passed over for a promotion. That's right. And Iago says to Rodrigo, he's like, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. I have a plan that'll help us both. Mm-hmm. You help me get Cassio, because they know Cassio's pretty easy to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And when Cassio, here we're coming around to the drinking okay, song. Okay, he's finally. a lightweight. Yeah, they, they know that once Cassio gets drunk that, you know. He might do things. He's fair game. You can write on his face with a Sharpie. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Um, Not that anybody ever does that when other people get drunk. No. 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 Certainly not me. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anyway. you want to share? Carry on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So this drinking song is part of what Iago has said, you know, Rodrigo, help me out here. Let's get Casio drunk. And uh, and they get Casio drunk. Mm-hmm. And so that was the one that we've just heard. And yes. what are we going to listen to next, Pat? Well, I just love the name of this next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give. Actually, you can do the Italian, and I will do the rough, roughshod English translation. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do the Spitalian because I don't really know how to pronounce things in Italiano. Pero it's uh, Hola che avviene. Right. So dryly, it's translated, now what's happening? Like, hey, what's up? No, it's more like, what is going on here? All right. Okay. Let's listen. Okay. Let's listen to that. You're listening to the opera Otello by Giuseppe Verdi on KHOL 89.1. Trasfusa, da sbranarvi l'ull'altro. Onesto Iago, per quell'amor che tu mi porti, parla. Oh. 
So that was Otalo and Rodrigo and Cassio and Iago. And what is going on here, Pat? Well, that was, um, the question was posed by Otello, mm-hmm. who comes in when he hears this terrific uproar. Yeah, that, that would be a, a mild word for it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what's going on? Well, What are uh, you kids up to? There, There's a lot of roughhousing going on and more than roughhousing because, you know, it's always fun. Cassio's hammered. Till someone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And guess who got hurt? Cassio. No, Cassio was Montana. Yes, it's the outgoing governor who got hurt. Montano. He um he comes in to try to break up the the craziness Mm -hmm. and Cassio takes offense and Cassio ends up wounding him with his sword. Oops. Um and that's when Otello comes in. Yep. And it's like, what's going on here? Yago, what is going on here? Yago's like, I don't know. Well, he's like, I've been trying to bring order to these terror, you know, and we know he's the one who instigated the whole mess. Because he's a sociopath. Is he a sociopath or a psychopath? I think he's a sociopath. Because he's charming. Well, he's, he's just the morality that he doesn't have the morality that other people have. Right, there's no moral compass. Yeah, there's no moral compass. So what's going on here is it's, it's just a drunken mess. Brawl. And the, the the other man of great stature has been injured by mm-hmm. this idiot captain. And very important in the course of this song, you you can see Otello's reliance on Iago. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here, Iago? Could, calm everyone down. Take care of things. Mm-hmm. And Cassio, the man he had just appointed to be second in command, gets demoted. <gasps> he is stripped of this promotion. Really? So does he put Iago in place? Or he just doesn't decide. He he doesn't promote Iago, but he turns to Iago to take care of things. Right. Okay. So it's an it's uh 
a de facto promotion, if not a... Certainly not the way Yago is seeing it. But Yago sees how indispensable he is and how right. much he is trusted by Otello. Mm-hmm. And that is key to what's going to follow. Otello is in no way assuaged. I mean, he, he, he is gleeful that Cassio has suffered. Yago is not assuaged. Sorry, Yago is not assuaged. assuaged. Pardon okay. me. Yago is not assuaged. He's still, you know, his plans have not derailed at all, but the first piece of it has has come to pass. Cassio has suffered Mm -hmm. a demotion. So Yago's going to strike one up in the wind column for himself. Exactly, but there's more to be done Mm -hmm. as far as he is concerned. And this whole rabble thing, Yago's going to take care of it Mm -hmm. because he is a powerful leader. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's going to kind of disappear from the center stage, and we're going to be left with Otello and his new bride, Desdemona. <gasps> Desdemona. So we're going to we're going to meet Desdemona. We're going to meet Desdemona, and we're going to um, have an opportunity to see the tenderness between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Because something important to know here is um, they had to overcome a lot just to get married. Because her father, and this is in the first act of the Shakespeare play, mm-hmm. it's not in the first act of the opera, it, and that, that first act is alluded to in the song we're about to hear, mm-hmm. the objections that her father had, but the, the truth of their love and the power of their love, mm-hmm. and that she has no hang-ups, essentially, marrying Amour, as her father and the other Venetian leaders did have for her. Mm-hmm. So there's a big, uh, perhaps, cultural difference, maybe some differences in values on top of the obvious difference, which is in their sort of color of their skin. And you're going to see the um, the depth and purity of her love for her husband, Otello. She's a, she's an amazing character. She's such a, she's a good character. I, I like her. She's a good character, but, you know, I, I can't help wipe away a tear for, you know, what's coming up here. True. So <laughs> so what are we going to listen to next? So next we're going to listen to Quando Naravi. Quando Naravi. And that is When You Told Me, and we'll discuss what it was he told her. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to... Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL, and on today's episode, we are listening to Verdi's Otello.
So that was the song Quando Naravi. When you told me. In Otello by Giuseppe Verdi. And what what did Otello tell Desdemona? Well, she's reflecting on um, the time when she fell in love with him. 
when you told me of the terrible events in your life, your long-suffering exile, and this includes being uh, captured, sold into slavery, and all of his suffering. And wow. she, she, her heart fills with pity and with love for him. Um, she says, then you told me of the magnificent deserts of your homeland, the scorched fields, your mother's soil, and then you told me the pains you suffered as a slave in chains. And Otella says, and you loved me for the dangers I had passed, and I loved you that you pitied them. So they're reflecting on their falling in love, and they're also giving you that backstory. Yeah, of who they are as people. and Exactly. It's a really lovely love story it's very sweet. very gentle it's very sweet and then the, and then we we let a little bit of the next song play uh venga la morte let death come mm-hmm. he sings um not literally like kill me now but i'm so happy with you right my life is complete is what he's saying to her and it's almost a prayer um where he says let death death come uh i have so much joy this is a divine moment, Otello says, and she says, let the heavens end grief, and may our love never change as the years pass. And they both say amen to this. And then there's this lovely kiss, and the, it's, it's beautiful. It's I just would this, love to see this show live. Yes. It's tender, I bet it's and it's fantastic. lovely. Yeah. Well, it's powerful, and, you know, it's Verdi. So. It's Verdi. True. <laughs> So let's just wrap up the end of the first act with the with a song, shall we? The kiss theme. And so this is Desdemona and Otello singing about their love at the end of Act One in Verdi's Otello. <laughs> Chacho, <laughs> 
All right. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL, and we are listening to Verdi's Otello, and we've just concluded Act 1. But before we get to Act 2, Pat is going to bring us up to speed on on Otello and how Verdi came to write it. And Well, it's interesting. This is uh, Otello is the 27th opera. 27th opera by Verdi, mm-hmm. and he had actually been retired for over a decade, retiring after the smashing success of Aida, mm-hmm. and his publisher, Riccardi, had enticed him back to writing operas by hiring a fabulous librettist, and at the first opportunity, presenting him with this fully written libretto of Otello, because his publisher knew how fond he was of Shakespeare. He right. knew how fond Verdi mm-hmm. was of Shakespeare. Um, Verdi had only done one previous Shakespeare story as an opera. That's Macbeth. But this penultimate, second to last, yes, <laughs> opera, Otello, is, also, is a Shakespeare story, as well as his final opera, Falstaff. Right. And that's actually one of the things we spoke to Lester about, Lester Lynch, our yes. baritone guest. Um, and we also asked him a little bit about the the issue of race in this sh- show, because in Otello, in Shakespeare's version, in Verity's version, the issue of race is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of interesting because the casting in this is contrary to expectations. Right. And so um, just to set the stage a little bit, we, um, as part of a, an episode that we did on Opera for Everyone, as a tribute to Martin Luther King, uh, we were um, able to speak with Lester Lynch, who, as Pat said, is a dramatic baritone. And here's his response to Pat's question. Verity, of course, loved Shakespeare. And in fact, the story goes that he literally slept with all the volumes of Shakespeare beside his bed. It was his light reading before sleeping. <laughs> and so I, I don't think that that Verity would have downplayed any of the ideas. I think he chose this play knowing that race was part of it. I don't think he would want to downplay that. The point is, we don't know exactly what Amor would have looked like. And if you've ever been to Africa, which I have been there five or six times now, we all know that there are Black people all throughout that continent, not all of them get along and respect each other. And they're, they're all different colors of the rainbow. And there's nothing in the play that says Iago has to be any certain color. It's also not far-fetched that Iago could also be a Moor. And that could grow his jealousy and his hatred of Otello and Desdemona and, well, everybody, (laughs) because he's such a sociopath. That could also be one of the things that spurs him on. But most important for me that Shakespeare and Verdi left it open, the race of Iago. So therefore, had people say to me, well, how can you play this role as a black man? And, oh, my God, it's just so difficult because you're black. And I just say, well, you know, I think you need to try and open your mind as well as your eyes, have the mind open. And try to not think in the most simple fashion and think, what if, instead of saying that can't be, say, what if it was that he was black, that Iago was black? How does that 
how does that how does that change the story and make the story even more interesting? And that's what I try and do when I play this role, which is a role that I'm getting cast for quite a bit, especially with this recording out. So these are ideas that directors are talking about and conductors are talking about, and I'm glad to discuss. And now we begin Act Two of Verdi's Otello. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. I'm Pat Wright. I'm Keely Heron. And this is the beginning of Act Two of Verdi's Otello. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Well, Iago continues to scheme, and we open the act with Iago discussing with Cassio how what Cassio ought to do next and you you recall what happened with Cassio in the first act he got a little drunk he got into a fight he wounded Montano who was the outgoing governor and he got demoted yes and why did he get drunk because Iago got him drunk Iago and Rodrigo it's all part of Iago's scheme Mm -hmm. and now Iago continues to scheme and his first song he says don't worry proud captain there's a great way to get your position back. Now, we all know Iago doesn't want him to get his position as captain back because he's just been demoted by Mm -hmm. Otello. But Iago says, what you need to do is talk to the lady who has the key to Otello's heart. You Mm -hmm. need to talk to Desdemona Mm -hmm. and get her to plead your case. And he says, really? Do you you think? How, How could I possibly do that? He goes, she's such a nice lady. She'll help you if you just... Get her on your side, it'll the rest will be easy. And Cassio's totally, totally on board. He's kind of a chump. Well, Yago's kind of evil. Well, but Cassio is kind of kind of a hmm. kind of a chump. Well, speaking of Yago and the way he thinks and how he operates and what he believes. Ooh, the next there's a big song, song coming up. There's a big song coming up. Um, credo is what it's typically called, or mm-hmm. uh, I believe in a cruel God. You know, mm-hmm. This is what I believe in, but I believe in a cruel God. And that is Iago's statement. Manifesto. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we spoke to Lester about Credo. And here's what he had to say. One of the interesting things, the Credo, which just means I believe, this is not in the Shakespeare. Verity wanted to, to have a moment where we could really see inside Iago's mind and to see what makes this man tick. And the things that Iago talks about in the cradle are kind of fantastic. 
mean, at one point he speaks about believing that we all, every man and woman, is just an actor. And even though we smile and behave a certain way in public, that actually underneath it all, we're just as evil as he is. And that we are just covering that up. He prefers to kind of more show who he is and do evil acts. But he believes that every man wants to do evil acts the same way that he does. And the other thing is that what happens at the end? You know, what happens at the end is nothing. There's no, you know, there's no pearly gates. There's no hell. There's no heaven. There's, there's nothing. There's just, he says, nulla. Nothing is at the end. You just die and it's over.
And that was Credo, sung by our guest Lester Lynch, in the role of Iago in Verdi's Otello. And he believes in a cruel God. And he believes that cruel God created Iago and all of us in his image. So we are all cruel. He says, I'm wicked because I'm human. Kind of some interesting thoughts there. Um, and he says, it's humanity's fate to be evil. <laughs> Can't really argue with it. I mean, you know, that's what he believes. Well, and then he says, as yes, Lester told us uh, at the end of what the piece we listened to, and what happens when you die? He says, Knew nothingness. It. I love that. And he ends Credo with the sort of rock your world comment, and heaven is just an old wives' tale. He is a fascinating character. It's so interesting to me that our very first guest is playing this character, who yeah. is a pure, pure embodiment of evil, really. I mean, he just, that's what he believes. And he's good at it because he's convinced Otello he's his good friend. He's a convinced Cassio he's his good friend. He's convinced Rodrigo he's his good friend. And you'll see Desdemona later tries to get him to help because mm -hmm. she believes his good friend. I mean, he's... He's very good at what he sets out to do. Mm. He's a psychopath. Yeah. And so right after Credo, he turns to, uh, he finds Cassio and says, oh, look, there's Desdemona. Go get her. Here's your chance to Go talk get her, to champ. her. Go tell her you're a great guy and she should tell Otello that. Exactly. Exactly. And in his innocence and uh, reliance. Because he's a chump. Yes, as it turns out, he, he very much is a chump, but... <laughs> But Cassio's trusting him. I mean, that's part of Iago's success is that people believe mm -hmm. in him. Totally. So so we know everything we need to know, basically, about Iago. He believes that everybody's cruel and that heaven is a joke and we're all just in it for ourselves. That's right. That's absolutely right. So what are we going to listen to next, Pat? Ecola, there she is. Vicina, or fish it ragotello. I know, I utah satan in mio cimento. Giacomè, sai non siete. Vede, sai grina, sorridendo il bel viso. Mi basta un lampo so di quel sorriso. E trascinare otello a lui. All right, that was Iago and Cassio. Creep, creep, creeping on Desdemona. Well, um, he has uh, withdrawn, mm -hmm. and he's going to watch, Iago is going to watch Desdemona and Cassia talking, and he's going to pretend not to notice that Otello has arrived on the scene, 
but he's going to let Otello overhear him saying, that breaks my heart. Because he's feigning for Otello. Yeah, know, he's feigning could, ignorance. Feigning ignorance. No, but he's feigning for Otello that he's so upset right. to see Otello's wife canoodling mm-hmm. with Cassio. And Otello's like, well, who's over there? Who's talking to my wife? What's going on? <laughs> Everybody's and, just a pawn in Iago's game. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And Iago says, well, did Cassio know Desdemona before you uh, married her? Well, yeah. Well, why does that matter? So he's planting these little seeds, these little seeds. And, mm-hmm. and, and Iago is very coy, and he makes Otello drag it out of him. He says, what are you hiding in your heart? And Yago just echoes him, what am I hiding? And, he's, and he presses and he presses. And finally, Yago says, well, my Lord, are you afraid of jealousy? And this is where the great line from Shakespeare comes in, that oh, jealousy. Green, Go ahead. The green-eyed monster. Yes. It is a green-eyed monster, dark, livid, and blind. It poisons itself rips open its own wounds and feeds on them. Blech. Yeah, jealousy is nasty business. I have an I have an overactive imagination and a weak stomach and that was not a good yeah, well, turn of phrase. Yeah, these are these are powerful words. And well, I'll tell you what, jealousy is going to be deadly here. So what happens next? Next, Desdemona is going to see Otello. Cassio has left and she's going to go on her mission and she's going to ask Otello to forgive Cassio. And you can imagine how Otello receives mm-hmm. that. Yep. Probably not real great. Not real great. And meanwhile, Emilia, a new character. Oh, Yago's wife. Yago's wife shows up and she's like, Yago, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. I she know knows she's a stinker pie. She's like, I tell her, Yago, you're a stinker pie. I know you're just. <laughs> That's exactly right. I know your wicked side. And she's, she's just like, ah, oh, he is cruel and cowardly, and he's got his claws into Otello, and it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And Otello, after having what he sees as confirmation by Desdemona pleading Cassio's case, and he sees this as, oh, she really is into him, fond of him, um, he will sing that Desdemona is guilty. You know, she she really likes this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really not going well. And we are leading up into this beautiful aria that Otello is going to sing. Now and forever farewell. Ora e per sempre adio. Let's listen. Ora e per sempre adio. Oh, 
Pace, signor! Sciagurato! Mi trova una prova sicura che desdemona è impura! Non so dir, non so dir, non la digiora! Ora sicura, una visibile prova! Oh, sulla tua testa s'accenda precipiti! E femmine del mio spaventoso fondo chi si testa! And that was Otello's Now and Forever Farewell aria. And the thing he's saying farewell, farewell to is Otello's own glory. We opened the opera with the glorious entrance of Otello and being hailed as a, as a hero and someone who not only defeated the Turks but defeated the storm at sea. And now he sees his, his fortunes falling. But he says to Iago, his friend, you see my air quotes? <laughs> <laughs> he says to Iago, his friends, but I need proof that Desdemona is not true. I need absolute proof. And Iago plays coy. Iago's like, oh, it's just, it will cost me too much to be honest, Otello. I'm like, really, Iago? Really? And Iago makes him cough it up. So Iago is evil. We asked Lester about Iago's cruelty. What makes Iago so cruel? I've come to the conclusion that there are some people on this earth that are just evil. And I'm not trying to make him simple because mm -hmm. he is a very complex character, but he is sick. He is a sociopath. And he is, I think, one of the most evil characters. He's up there with Hannibal Lecter. He is an evil, evil man. And someone was saying, well, what's it? What is the redeeming quality of this man? I think I came up with one, but I'm not sure it's the truth, you know? I mean, he is pure evil. And I think that those people exist on this earth, and I think it's okay for us to recognize who those people are. And I find it even more genius that Shakespeare was willing to write such a character. I mean, he's worse than anyone. Well, he gets in everyone's I mean, head, and he gets the other people yeah. to do the evil things. That's the, the yeah. power he has. You know, this whole idea, the Era la Notte, when he's talking about the dream, you know, this dream moment that he's speaking to Otello and saying, oh, you know, I happen to be sleeping next to, next to Cassio, and he was having a dream. He started speaking in his sleep, and, you know, you wouldn't believe the things that he said. And then, he's, then he talked about Desdemona. Can you believe that? That he would just bring it up like this. It is an incredible thing. And he gets Otello so riled up that Otello would, Otello would, would believe anything that he said.
You're listening to Opera for Everyone, a radio show and podcast that makes opera understandable, accessible, and enjoyable for a mainstream audience. It airs Sundays from 9 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time on 89.1 KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. KHOL is Wyoming's only community radio station. Opera for Everyone is hosted by me, Keely Heron. And me, Pat Wright. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And like our Facebook page, Opera for Everyone, where you can also send us a message. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoy the second half of today's episode. Welcome back to the second half of today's episode of Opera for Everyone, where we're listening to Verdi's Otello. That was the final song of Act Two of Verdi's Otello. Well, we're at the halfway point, Keely. You know what that means. I know. I know. I, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but I always am a little bit. Put on your opera helmet. I get a little bit nervous. <laughs> um, okay, so we are listening to Verdi's Otello, which is Verdi's second to the last opera, and he was convinced to do it because he loves Shakespeare, and it's an amazing character study. Yes. So to date. What has happened is we are on the Isle of Cyprus somewhere in the mid-16th century. Yes. And Otello, who is a Moor and described in both the Shakespeare and in Verdi's opera as being different from the rest of the um, folks on the island because he has dark skin and different features. And he has recently been appointed or he won the position of commander of some kind of military unit, presumably Navy, on this island, and he and his wife Desdemona are in love with one another, and they're just lovey-dovey, but Otello's faith in his wife's faithfulness has recently been shaken due to a plot by the evil Iago, who has put Cassio up to doing something stupid by getting him drunk when he got in a fight with Montano, who was the outgoing governor, and Cassio accidentally cut him with his sword during this brawl. And then Antello came back and was like, what's going on here? And Iago was like, I don't know, even though he started it all and then got Cassio in trouble. So then Cassio was demoted, which meant that Iago was the de facto next in command because... 
Otello turned to him and was like, what should I do now? And Iago's like, I don't know. I mean, I can just help you out. And Otello's like, okay. So then Cassio comes back later. It's okay, Pat, you can laugh. And so then Cassio comes back later and he's like, Iago, what should I do? And Iago's like, well, you know, Otello's super in love with Desdemona and you guys are friends, so maybe you should go to her and be like, hey, Desdemona, can you talk to your husband and see if you can get me back in his good graces? And Cassio's like, really? And Natalia says, yeah, totally, that'll work. And he's like, okay. So Cassio goes to Desdemona, and she says, okay, well, that sounds like a reasonable thing. And then after Desdemona and Otello talk, Otello's like, hmm, maybe she is in love with Cassio, maybe. And so then uh, Otello sings a song about like goodbye to my old life. Like I used to be on top of the world and everything was awesome. And now maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe my wife is having an affair. And then Iago comes in and sings his whole thing about, well, you know, I did hear uh, Cassio. I was sleeping next to him the other night and I heard him having a dream and he was talking about Desdemona. So, you know, I don't mean to throw gasoline on the fire of your doubts Otello. oh yeah that's right but but i'm gonna go ahead and do that anyway because i'm a psychopath and that's how i do <laughs> and then the end of the second act was um which we just heard the song was see yes. si per ciel how does it go pat i swear by the marble heaven and this is a duet with iago and otello and together these brothers swear vengeance and they swear it, and they say, God will vindicate us. Mm. And let's not forget, interspersed in this, in the early part of Act 2, we had credo, this right. statement of belief by Iago. Yes. Heaven is a joke. We're all just evil. And God is cruel. Therefore, we must be as well. Right. And that's who Iago is. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so that's where we are in Verdi's Otello today on Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. And we're going to get back to the music, Pat. So Indeed. we're set, set the stage here. We're at the beginning of Act 3. We are. And we have the first song is called A Watch at the Port because we have an ambassador arriving from Venice. Shall we listen to that? Yes, let's do. Continua qui tra Rocasio e con astute inchieste lo adesche lo acciarlar. Poi la nascosta scrutate i modi suoi, le sue parole. Gesti patiente siate con la prova vi sfugge. Ecco Desdemona, fingere conviene, io vado, il fazzoletto. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. 
And we're listening to Verdi's Otello. The song we've just heard is the arrival of the ambassador from Venice at Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the second, or excuse me, the second half, the third act. And we have Otello needing, of course, to greet his ambassador. Mm-hmm. But as you recall, he's just sworn vengeance. Right. For with the, Iago. Um, with Iago for, against his wife and Cassio for their unfaithfulness. Mm-hmm. The deception of him. And during this next bit of the opera, we have this little bit with this handkerchief that matters so much. So, Right. And what's the scoop with the handkerchief? So in the end of the second act, or in the mid-end of the second act, she had dropped it in her discussions. And her maid, Amelia, who's mm-hmm. also Iago's wife, had picked it up. And Iago snatched it from her, knowing that this is going to come in right. very useful And that was back when on. she came in and... She was like, you're a stinker pie, Iago. I know you're up to something. So it's all kinds of craziness that's going on here. This this handkerchief gets planted with Cassio. Mm-hmm. So Cassio has it, and mm-hmm. Cassio thinks it's a, it's a gift from an unnamed admirer. He has no idea. He's being duped. Because he's a chump. <laughs> We've already established this. Cassio's kind of a chump. So while all this is going on, Desdemona is also talking to her husband, trying still because she's a good woman and she's given her word to Cassio that she will appeal to her beloved husband on his behalf. Like, please forgive Cassio. And the more she says this, the more it just enrages Otello that she's pleading Cassio's case. Mm-hmm. And he finally says, I believe you're unfaithful. And she's like, well, I am chaste. You know, I am your faithful and loving wife. And he is getting increasingly angry with her and increasingly mean to her. And it's horrifying. Everyone who sees him, even pushing her to the ground at one point. And we get a a song by Otello here. God, you could have afflicted me. Dio mi potevi scagliar. Let's listen. Thank 
Well, Otello's not happy. <laughs> and it's so interesting here. He just sees himself as the victim. Why did you afflict me, God? You ruined the calm in my heart. And he's feeling mm. terribly put upon and it's terribly It's amazing misused. how easy it was to knock him off balance. I actually think that's one of the very interesting pieces here. But I, jealousy is a green-eyed monster? Right, yeah. Maybe. is is the, But, you know... Well, we'll get to that. We we actually spoke with Lester about that. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Before we do, a little bit more of Iago's scheming. Mm-hmm. Iago manages to hide Otello, and he sees Cassio, and he says, Oh, Cassio, come on in. The hall is deserted. Let's chat. And out of earshot of Otello, he says, Tell me about your new love, Bianca. Well, Otello doesn't hear the name Bianca, and he hears him talking about this love, and, you know, it's just fueling the jealousy. Right. Because he, of course, More assumes proof. it's Desdemona. Right. And, you know, Cassie is just being used. But let's get to that question. Yes. Okay. So let's get back to our interview with Lester Lynch here on Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. My question in the whole story when I look at these characters is why does Otello allow himself to be manipulated so violently by... Iago, to the point where he suffocates his wife. Yeah, and kills himself. Um, I mean, I get I why believe... he kills himself. I don't get why he he is so manipulated that he kills his wife. <laughs> That's the one that troubles well, the, me. The interesting thing is that there's a point in their conversation in that too, where he says, "You have to prove to me." that Desdemona is unfaithful. Where's the proof? Where's the proof? I want real-life proof. And because he doesn't believe it. Even he doesn't believe it. You know, he, he knows that she's good. And then, of course, I come up with this handkerchief and this dream and all this. But there are several times when Otello says that he doesn't believe me. 
you know, it's one of those moments when you say, why doesn't he just go with his first instinct? Your first instinct is always your best kind of thing. Yeah. His first instinct is always not to believe Yago and to believe Desdemona is innocent. But then I'm very cunning and convincing. <laughs> 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 I like I like how how you've just completely abolished the distinction between yourself and Yago. Yeah, the use of the first person. Very good. <laughs> I'm cunning. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> really scary, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Clearly, Lester does not actually have a lot in common with Yago. But he's a good actor. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he was so fun to interview. Yes, he was. He laughed at all my jokes. Well, we always appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much good in my book if you laugh at my jokes. Right, okay. Back to the story. Back to the story. So, Yago, we're going to do two, two of the songs where it really becomes clear how manipulative he is. He's going to be waving this handkerchief around just to taunt Otello. This is a web, he says, where your heart falls, moans, becomes entangled and dies. And he's off to the races. And he gets finished with this. And the next song, you're going to love it, is Otello's song, How Shall I Kill Her? Oh, God. So he's gone there. He's poor, gone there. Poor Otello. Well, you know, and it's, it's fascinating because Iago is, uh, has very specific advice. Mm -hmm. Because Otello first says he wants to poison her. And Iago says, no, no. I have a better idea. In the bed where she betrayed you, <gasps> that's where you must smother her. <gasps> Let's listen. <laughs> Come on, 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 come on,
You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. I'm Keely Heron. I'm Pat Wright. And on today's episode, we are listening to the opera Otello by Giuseppe Verdi. And things are getting pretty exciting. (laughs) Otello has not only decided he's going to kill his wife, he's figured out, with the help of his dear friend, Iago. Such a good guy, that Iago. How he's going to do it. (laughs) Yes. Proposing the proper method of murder for his wife. Smother her while she's in bed. Yeah. Yeah. So... What's up We're next? just about to hear the song where we get everybody on stage, including the ambassador from Venice. Okay. Who is going to get to witness the madness that has overcome Otello mm-hmm. in his terrible jealousy and need for revenge against his wife and Cassio. Mm-hmm. And she's saying a prayer and, and the ambassador is even, you know, praying to heaven for protection for her. Uh, but nothing's going to end up protecting her, sad to say. Because does everybody know that Otello's lost the thread? Is it apparent that he's kind of not well? It's apparent he's not well, but he is in charge. And right. so you people are hesitant. Even the ambassador doesn't confront him directly. Right. But, but he's just kind of tiptoeing around it going, mm, well, the message, know. the message that um, the ambassador has brought with him, you might be a interested to hear is that Otello is being recalled to Venice Mm. and guess who's going to get to be governor in his place? Iago. Cassio. (gasps) Really? That really ticks off Iago. (laughs) So they didn't know that Cassio was sort of about to be elevated but through no power of Otello's. Yes. Right. That's exactly what happens. And just to finish up the action of the third act, ultimately Desdemona is flung to the ground by Otello and she sings this just desperate song about being thrown and laying in the murky mud, lying down, weeping, a shiver of chills in my dying soul. She's just, poor woman, she's crushed. And, yeah, she's and, totally demoralized. And the onlookers are horrified, horrified at the actions that Otello has taken towards his sweet, sweet wife. And it's not going, not going well at all. And Iago is a mess. Why is Iago a mess? I would think he would be loving every minute. Oh, because of Cassio. There you go. Oh. There you go. But he turns to his friend Rodrigo and says, well, you know, if something were to happen to Cassio and Otello had to be recalled as governor, that would keep Desdemona here on the island. Oh. Always plotting that Iago. Always plotting. Mm. And so, you know, he thinks he's set up the, the, the next, end. yeah, the next yeah, the end of pieces Cassio. He's, of the he's puzzle. Got, he's getting someone else to kill Cassio, is what he says. And meanwhile, Iago is talking about Otello to the crowd out of Otello's earshot that he is stricken and he's no good. He's lost his mind. 
So Yako's just playing all sides here. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to one more song from the third act. Yes. I've just talked you through the story. Okay. And let's, uh, let's actually listen to the second and the last song. Ecco, e lui, e l'animo lo 
Today on Opera for Everyone, we're listening to the opera Otello by Giuseppe Verdi, and we have just wrapped up Act 3. We have. And Pat is going to bring us up to speed on what's yet to come in Act 4. Well, I'm not going to tell you all of Act 4 quite yet, although we have foreshadowed that a little bit. (laughs) Act 4 opens in the bedroom with Desdemona and her maid, Emilia. Mm -hmm. Who's Iago's wife. That's right. And Emilia is just trying to be a good friend, really. And Desdemona sees the writing on the wall. She sees how badly things are going. Mm -hmm. And they're going quite, quite badly. It's interesting because I asked... Our guest, Lester Lester Lynch, Mm -hmm. a Verdi baritone. Oh, that voice. At any rate, I asked (laughs) Lester (laughs) if he thought there were any heroes in this play. And this is a perfect time to play his response to that. Do you think in this show there are any heroes? Yes. I believe that that this Damona is a hero. She is only trying to do good throughout the entire opera. I mean, she really is kind of this angelic figure. And even though she speaks strongly with Otello during their scenes, she is always trying to win his love back when he's upset with her. She is trying to get Cassio back in the good graces. She believes that Iago is a good man. You know, the Willow song that she sings is this sense of foreboding that she has. But even within that, I believe that she except what she believes to be her fate. It turns out to be her fate. I believe that really it is Desdemona, that if there could be a hero of Otello, it would have to be Desdemona. And now we're going to have a listen to the Willow song that Lester referenced. In Italian, it's Mia madre aveva una povera ancella. My mother had an old maidservant. Right. That's the actual track when you listen to the opera. 
but within it is nested this willow song, because the maid servant, her name was Barbara, this is explained to Amelia by Desdemona, and the man she loved abandoned her, and she sang this very sad, sad song. And to me, the most poignant part of this song, and this clearly applies to Desdemona, as well as to Barbara, Mm -hmm. the woman in the song, is, he was born for glory, and I was born for love. And to love him and to die. And I to love him and to die. Let's sing, let's sing. So she knows that he's a great hero and she can't help but love him, but loving him is going to kill her.
So that's Desdemona accepting her fate in grand operatic fashion. Right. And we transition now to her prayer. Having accepted her fate, she prays to God. Ave Maria is this next one. And she says farewell, not goodbye, farewell to Emilia. Good night. And she prays. She prays a Hail Mary. And she includes in this prayer, pray for the sinner, for the innocent, for the oppressed, weak, and also show mercy for the powerful. So to the very end, she is praying for her husband because she prays for his soul. She knows he's doing wrong. It's actually very poignant.
So Desdemona has accepted her fate. Yes, she has. And right on cue, Otello enters. And asks her, have you said your prayers? Right. Because the old cliche, right? I'm going to kill you now. (laughs) And she says, yes. Yes, I have. And he's like, okay, I don't want to kill your soul, but I'm going to kill you. And she, she begs and she pleads and asks him to have mercy. And he's like, no, you need to think about your sins. She said, my only sin is loving you. Mm-hmm. You're killing me because I love you? And, you know, he confronts her with all this stuff about Cassio, calls her a prostitute. It's really awful. Poor Desdemona. <laughs> he's got a brittle spirit. He's like something was not right to begin with if he could have been taken down so easily. You know. Unless that... maybe Iago's magical. In addition to being a psychopath and very cunning and charming, maybe he's... I think a character study on Otello would be rich and deep, mm-hmm. but clearly the strength that he shows in battle is not necessarily there to withstand the manipulations of Iago. Mm. Iago's evil. Iago's cunning, Iago's, as we've heard. He's powerful. Yeah, he's quite quite the something. Well, her pleading, as powerful as it is, is not powerful enough to overcome his jealousy and his anger. And he smothers her. And the next song is going to be Calm Like a Tomb. But I think maybe we return to our interview. Right. So in our call with Lester, Pat asked about why this character is so fun to play. And this is what Lester had to say. No, like I said, I absolutely love playing Iago. It's a perfectly written role vocally. It is fun to be the bad guy and to be the, you know, the evil one. It allows you to have so much fun on stage. And then at the end, I I also love the end of the, you know, I don't sing some big aria about the fact that I'm sorry that I did any of these things. At the end, it's so simple. I mean, this also points to his true evil nature. At the end, once they've said all the things that I've done and all the evils and the wrongs, that I've been doing for the past three hours. At a certain point, Otello says, defend yourself. Say that this isn't true. And I say, no, and run out. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I don't try to defend myself. I, I I did it, and I won't defend it, and I, you know, I'm happy about it, and, and no, and I'm out of here. And uh, it's you know, oftentimes in opera, at a moment like this, there's some big aria, you know, where the character goes on and on about how sorry he is. <laughs> and, you know, please, I'm so sorry I did this. How could I do this? I'm thinking about Paolo and Simon Bocanegra. You know, he. some people would say that he doesn't feel any remorse, but I always feel as though Paolo, because the music, Verdi's music at that moment, seems a bit like he's trying to say he's sorry. But with Iago, nothing. Just no. He's not sorry. And it's no yeah. on a D flat. You hold it for four beats and you run off the stage and that's the end. Hey, you just that's dropped how, the mic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you well, dropped the mic. <laughs> just like, boom. <laughs> I'm out. Total drop the mic moment. I mean, if I ever saw one, it's like, boom, I'm done. I'm out of here.
E io l'ho uccisi, assassino! Tu di Cassio la druda, aiago il chiedi, aiago! Negar la rici, para! If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL, and we are just about to wrap up the final act of Verdi's Otello. Oh, much drama going on here. Well, as Lester said, Iago just leaves. Drops a mic. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> out of here. I'm out of here. Boom. See ya. Yeah. Right preceding that, this song, Calm Like the Tomb, that's Otello is alone with his smothered Dead wife. wife. 
Well, it turns out she's not 100% dead. She's almost dead. Hmm. He thinks she's dead. Amelia comes in. Otello, what happened? And Amelia immediately sounds the alarm because she sees her mistress lying on the bed, not moving. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says, oh, by the way, there's been this terrible crime. Cassio has killed Rodrigo. What? Yeah, that went wrong. Oh. Because Rodrigo was going to kill Cassio. So so Otello is confused because Iago has told him that Cassio is going to be killed. Mm Mm-hmm getting the other half of the revenge out of the way. And Desdemona briefly comes to and says, unjustly, I have been killed unjustly. It's terrible. But Emilia is like, well, who did this to you? Who did this to you? And Desdemona, true to the sweetness that she is in the she end. Doesn't, she doesn't tell her. She says, no one, I killed myself. <sighs> I implore my soul to God and I die guiltless. Farewell. And then she's actually dead. I know it's heartbreaking, right? But she's she loves her husband. She protects her husband. Have and, mercy on the powerful as well, she says. And then what happens in this song? <laughs> well, we're not done. Like in the in the very very last song, there's going to be a reckoning for Otello mm-hmm. with himself. But mm-hmm. but in the end, here Emilia accuses Iago and says, "Refute all these accusations. Can you defend yourself?" How could you possibly believe that Desdemona was unfaithful to her husband? And he just says, yeah, I thought she was. I, I, I thought she was. And that's the last we hear of him. <laughs> As Lester explained to us. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, my goodness. So the whole group is there. You know, all of our named characters, Montano and the ambassador is all there as well. And Otello is just beside himself with grief because he realizes his jealousy has overcome him and Mm -hmm. he's murdered his very sweet and faithful wife. Right. And so you know what, of course, Otello does? He takes his own life. He takes his own life. He has a dagger and he's able to do that. And then we have the final song with Otello. And no one fears me, he says. My descent is complete. I have fallen completely. That's the end of my road. Oh, the glory that was Otello. A creature born under an evil star.
ucciderti, sposa, ti baciai. Thanks for listening to another episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keely Heron. And I'm Pat Wright. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud and like our Facebook page, Opera for Everyone, where you can also send us a message. We know that opera can be challenging. But everyone loves a good story. And a story set to music is even better. That's why our mission is to make Opera, opera for, for Everyone. everyone.